Welcome to the I Am Persuaded podcast with Travis Shelton. Our desire is to provide weekly encouragement and biblical truths so that you too can be persuaded that He is able. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Now, let's hear what Pastor Travis has to say. Welcome back to the I Am Persuaded podcast. I hope you're having a great week. Today is Friday, so enjoy your weekend and make sure you make some time to study God's Word today. Just because it's the weekend, that doesn't give us the off day uh, to not dive into God's Word and study it and find some truth for us that we can apply to our lives and share with those around us. And so I hope you'll do that this weekend. And so the past few episodes, we have been looking at the topic of eschatology. Eschatology is simply the study of end time of events. And we looked at what I believe in the first episode, at what I believe is the next big thing on God's prophetic calendar, and that is the rapture of the church. And so I believe scripture sets up and gives us a good basis to understand uh, that the next thing is the rapture of the church. So the, the that, that is the snatching away of believers from the earth, where we that are alive and remain shall be caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And the, it starts with the dead in Christ will rise first. And so some people that I know uh, would disagree with me on that. However, I believe that Scripture makes a clear uh, representation that the rapture will be the next thing uh, on the God's prophetic calendar before the tribulation period starts. After that episode, we spent, I believe, three or four episodes looking specifically at the tribulation period and all that will take place while God is pouring out his wrath on earth. And remember, it will be awful. So friends, share Jesus. Believers, share Jesus. And if you're listening to this podcast today or whenever, make sure you know that Jesus is your Savior. You're on your way to heaven. That way you never have to worry uh, if you will go through the tribulation and that awful wrath that's going to be poured out on earth. I remember sitting through countless sermons as I would hear pastors preach from passages that describe this awful period in history or that's going to happen in the future rather. And I would be terrified. I wouldn't even know what to think. I would be sitting in the pew trembling because I did not want to experience the wrath of God being poured out on the earth. But then once I place my faith in Jesus, I don't have to worry about it. I'm not fretting the tribulation. I'm not fretting the rapture because I know without a shadow of a doubt that I am um, inside of Jesus. I am believing in Jesus. I believed in the gospel and my sins are washed away and I am on my way to heaven. So, however, as we closed out the tribulation period last episode, that still isn't all of the end times events that the Bible speaks of. And so all some people will live through the tribulation. Some people will be there to experience the second coming of Jesus. Some people will be there to experience the battle of Armageddon. And so while there is going to be, during the tribulation and in the battle, a lot of bloodshed, God is still not done dealing with the people on earth. And so we talked about at the end of last episode that Jesus will have a return. This is called the second coming of Jesus. The second coming of Jesus and the passages that refer to that is often misunderstood and preached on that this is the rapture of the church. That's not the case. Scripture paints a very clear picture that these are two separate events, the rapture of the church 
Then the tribulation period, at the closing of the tribulation, Jesus returns on a horse declaring battle on all of evil. He steps his literal foot in Jerusalem, there in Megiddo, there on the Mount of Olives. He steps foot on land, and that is his second coming. At the rapture, Jesus does not physically touch the earth. He comes in the clouds just to call home the church. So at the end of the tribulation, we have the second coming of Jesus. Then the battle ensues. The battle there in the valley of Megiddo, which the scripture calls the battle of Armageddon, where bloodshed will be very great. After the battle is over, now we have this new thing that we have not spoken about yet on the podcast. It is what the Bible calls the millennium or the 1,000-year reign of Jesus on earth. So some might be asking, what is this 1,000 years? And briefly today, we will try to understand this event from Scripture. And again, I've said this probably in every episode. These eschatology episodes, they're brief. They're just a summary for you to get some insight on what's to come. And then that should drive you to have a better understanding of eschatology in the end times. And you can go in your own Bible and study this for yourself. So the millennium, it was promised to David in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 12 through 16, that Christ Jesus, or the promised Messiah, would one day have a kingdom established on earth where he would rule and be on the throne. But theologically, Christ's virgin birth cannot be and was not when Christ was to set up this kingdom. And so some theologians, some Christians, some that call themselves scholars, would try to make the basis that this kingdom was established during the first coming or the first advent of Jesus. Theologically, that is incorrect. We know that that is not based, based on scripture, that is not correct at the first coming of Jesus. He did not set up this kingdom where he ruled and reigned out of Jerusalem. It did not happen. Remember, he came to minister, not to be ministered. He came to serve, not to be served. He was rejected of his own kind. He was mocked and he died for the sins of all of mankind. The truth of the Messianic kingdom will begin after the second coming of Christ at the end of the tribulation period. Scripture speaks of this event in Revelation chapter 20, verses 2 through 7. And in those verses, six different times during this chapter, John speaks of this event being 1,000 years in length. And during these 1,000 years, the Bible is clear that Satan will be bound for the entirety of the 1,000 years. Some try to disprove that this time will not will not be a literal 1,000 years. But as we as Bible students and Bible readers and understanding of Scripture, if we're going to take the majority of the tribulation, the majority of Revelation, the majority of John's writing in the book of Revelation, if we're going to take it as literal, that there will literally be a 100-pound hail falling from the earth, that the water will literally turn to blood. If we're going to take the majority of Scripture literal in Revelation, why would we not take John's writing of a thousand years as literal? It goes back to some uh, trying to look into Scripture and prove that the seven days of creation were not 24-hour periods. They were. Uh, Any time in the Old Testament when the Hebrew word for day is after a numerical number, it always represents a 24-hour period. And so here we have in the New Testament, we have a numerical number followed by the Greek word years. It represents a length of time of 24-hour days. And so we have 1,000 literal years where Christ will reign during what's called the millennium. And so this is a literal representation or interpretation of this passage of Scripture. So I believe, and I think many would agree, that John is saying, 
There will literally be 1,000 years where Christ sets up his throne and he rules from Jerusalem while Satan is bound up. Can you imagine with me no Satan, none of his deceiving tactics, none of him tempting Christians, none of him running around and using his demonic forces to tempt and try to set snares for Christians? A thousand years. Satan is bound up to use none of his deceiving tactics. So during this time, many people ask, well, what will be going on exactly? And so we're going to look at the government style that will be during this time. And so the government will be different during this time on earth than it is right now. Jesus himself will rule and govern the affairs of man. And so as a result of one uh, of the one that is ruling, there will be a perfect and complete justice system for all simply because who is on the throne and who is ruling. Look at the government today. A lot of it in many different countries, even in America, is ran by corruption on both sides, no matter where you stand politically. Justice seems to be few and far between in our governmental system. But for 1,000 years after the tribulation period here on earth, for 1,000 years, there will be a perfect ruler, one that is righteous, one that is completely just, one that is completely fair, one that who will rule and govern the affairs of men completely just. And so, yes, there will be sin during this time, even though Satan is bound, but sin will be immediately punished because of the one that is ruling. Isaiah 11 tells us this. Isaiah 65 tells us this. And so Christ will set up his reign. Christ will set up this kingdom and the hub or the center will be based out of Jerusalem. This will be the center point for the government during the millennium. And so during this time, there will be babies born, and they will grow up during these 1,000 years, just like we grow up today. And so outwardly, they will be made to submit to the king, capital K, to the king, which is Jesus, the only true and perfect king. So outwardly, they will have to submit to Jesus Christ as their king. However, they will still have the opportunity as free will of man to decide for themselves if they will believe on Jesus with their heart, if they will have an inward belief and an inward submission to Jesus Christ being their Lord and Savior. People living during this time and all their mortal bodies, they will have to choose if they accept Jesus just as a king or if they accept him as Lord and Savior, just like us today. He is still King of Kings and Lord of Lords right now. And so we have the opportunity. Will we believe him just as what um, uh, some say about him? Or will we accept him as our personal Lord and Savior, the one that died for the sins of mankind? Also, there will be people during this millennium who have resurrected bodies like we will have after the rapture, after the tribulation, like we will have our resurrected glorified body. And so those with resurrected bodies will not cause any issues with sin or governmental problems or uh, any kind of issue that will be going on during the millennium. It will not be caused from those that have been raptured and have a glorified and resurrected body. The issues with sin that will be dealt with immediately will be those that lived through the tribulation, those that were born during this millennium. And they are the ones having to make the decision, will we believe on Jesus or will we just submit to the government as he is our king? And so some might ask, what will the mood be like or the temperament be like during the millennium? And it will be a time when Jesus' righteousness is on great display. And so Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 1 states that Jesus will reign in righteousness. Zion during this time will be called the city of righteousness. It will be a time on earth of great peace. Peace, 
And so remember, during the tribulation, the Antichrist, he will rise to power. He will promote a false peace, which results in no peace at all, just bloodshed and God's wrath against sin, death after death. But now as the true Christ, as the true Messiah, is seated on the throne, he is the one in power, and there will no doubt be a great peace during this 1,000-year reign of Jesus. Isaiah uh, tells us in chapter 19 that former enemies such as Israel, Egypt, and Assyria will be at peace with with each other. Jerusalem is the center of this reign of righteousness, and Jerusalem, who for countless years and countless times before this has been the hub for such great tension, even today, everything is centered around the Middle East and Jerusalem is involved in a lot of different things and there's there's a lot of tension that goes on with the allies and the enemies of Jerusalem. But during this time, as Jesus is reigning from the throne in Jerusalem, there will be a peace over the earth because the one that's ruling is righteousness. And so the epicenter will be Jerusalem. It will be an epicenter for peace as Jesus is on the throne. The land during this time, the harvest during this time, will be taken, the harvest that will be taken during this time will be very prosperous. Isaiah 35 tells us that. As so remember, we talked about this in the past couple of episodes. During the tribulation, all of those judgments that took place on water and vegetation, they will be lifted and the land will be extremely abundant during the millennium. And so the water that was turned to blood, it will now be fresh water again. The vegetation that was destroyed from fires and earthquakes and natural disasters and plagues now will be restored and the land will be extremely abundant once again during the millennium. And so what does this time on earth mean for Jesus Christ? And so he was promised in Psalms chapter 2 and other passages that Christ would one day have authority to rule on earth in righteousness. This obviously did not happen at the first coming of Jesus uh, 2,000 years ago. However, as Christ was on earth at his first coming, he paid for all the sins of mankind, paying for in that in, in in essence paid for him to have all authority over everything. Scripture already says that all authority has been given to him in heaven and in earth. Jesus Christ through his death, burial and resurrection the gospel. He has received all authority and he has received all power. In Revelation chapter 5, we see that only Jesus is given the given the power and authority to open the sealed book. As he opens it, he receives the inheritance that is rightfully his. This is all fulfilled when he comes again to set up his kingdom. And so as we wrap up this episode on the millennium, it was a quicker episode, but um, the millennium, there's a lot more that we could say about it. However, I do want to encourage you to study out these events, and this is an event that is it's not as gloom and doom as the past couple of episodes. It's Jesus, the righteous judge, coming as the King of kings and the Lord of lords after he has defeated evil, not once and for all, but as he has defeated evil, he will have a thousand years where rightfully he gets what is his. He's paid for it. He lived the perfect life. Now, before the earth is consumed in fire and brimstone, Jesus will set up his rightful throne out of Jerusalem. He will rule. He will reign in complete righteousness. And so, friend, listen to this. Today, we have so much corruption. In Jesus today, 
there is no corruption. Today we have so much injustice. In Jesus today, there is no injustice at all. He is just. He is fair. He is merciful. He is gracious. In the government system today and in the world today, there is so much sin and there is so much just corruption. In Jesus, there is perfection and there is no sin. And so we don't have to wait for this millennial. We don't have to wait for this millennium or this 1,000 years to see Jesus for who he truly is as righteous. Scripture teaches us all that we need to know right now about Jesus. He is righteous today. He wants to impute on you righteousness. Listen, we don't deserve righteousness. But thanks be to God that there was a plan set in place before the foundation of the world that would grant you and I as sinful man righteousness. Jesus took the sinfulness of man to impute and to give to us the righteousness of him. And so today, we don't have to wait for after the tribulation to experience Jesus and all of his righteousness. We can experience that right now. And so, remember, there's a lot more that could be said about the millennium, but I pray you will study, study out eschatology, study your study scripture, just study each page, study each verse, and apply it to your life each and every day. So to conclude, Christ right now is seated at the right hand of the Father. All-powerful and all authority has been given to him rightfully. But one day, he will set up a kingdom where he rules out of righteousness. As always, have a great Friday, and God bless. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the I Am Persuaded podcast, please consider subscribing and share with your friends. We pray this is a blessing in your life. God bless.